Peace and prosperity is my first salute to you. I'm Merton Clark, and welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed podcast. It is my desire to build you up to increase your spiritual stamina and tenacity, to empower effectiveness and help you discover your purpose. Enjoy this vibrant and dynamic message. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Well, it is uh, what we call Pentecost uh, Sunday. Pentecost Sunday. What is Pentecost Sunday? Well, uh, I'll be sharing more about that at the 11 a.m. hour, but God is, uh, has uh, sent the Holy Spirit uh, some 50 days after uh, the resurrection. God sent the Holy Spirit on what we call Pentecost uh, Sunday. The Holy Spirit came. You'll see it in Acts chapter 2, I believe. Angelo read it during the worship time, read the word of God to us, that the Spirit of God was sent on the day of Pentecost when it was fully come. Acts chapter 2, they were all in one place and on one accord, and suddenly there was a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all of the house where they were sitting, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. This is the promise that Jesus gave in John chapter uh, 16. Uh, he spoke to his disciples and talked about the Holy Spirit would come. One likened unto me, glory to God. One likened unto me of the same kind will come and he will lead and guide you into all truth. And in Acts chapter 2, that occurred. And so what is the purpose of the Holy Spirit coming? He came to empower the church to seal us until the day of redemption. Not just to get us to speak in tongues, which a lot of people believe from the charismatic camps that it is the evidence of you being saved is to speak in tongues. Why would you speak in tongues and you don't speak to people? Uh, God doesn't want you to speak in tongues and say that you're saved and you're sealed and you don't know how to relate to people. God wants you to speak in tongues, yes, but he would rather you to speak in your native tongue. That people can understand you and speak with love, the tone of love when you're dealing with people. This is how we are identified around the world as being disciples of Jesus, and that is uh, that uh, we would love our neighbor as ourselves. Uh, this is how all men will know, Jesus said, that you are my disciples by the love that you have one for another. And uh, we need a little love right now. We need a little love with the chaotic things that are happening and occurring around the world, uh, the protests that are happening, uh, the destruction of property right now, these Violent acts does not yield any benefit long term. I believe Martin Luther King said that, that uh, riots, uh, he doesn't see any social uh, benefit from rioting. It doesn't cause communities to thrive. But looking beyond the flame and the burning of, of police vehicles, well, Martin Luther King said that riots are the language of the unheard. And that when you suppress a people for years and when you don't listen and when you have brutality from police officers, when you have people blatantly killed in the open air uh, over and over again and folk won't call it out or just there's a blue wall among police officers without saying, you know what, Doc, can you take your foot off, the, your knee off of his neck? You hear him crying, right? This is from other police officers. Uh, okay, even if you had to whisper it. That's enough, John. John, can you stop now? Isn't that enough? It's been two minutes, man. 
No police officer can speak. When we see these things, the unheard begins to speak through flames and destruction. Again, it is not the proper way, and we do not incite the violence. We're not saying if you loot, then we shoot. What we're saying is calm down. We're saying, Holy Spirit, we need you to move in the land. We're saying, Holy Spirit, we need you to take this issue some way, somehow, and process it. Let young people stop yelling and screaming and begin to use their mind right now. So other blood, other folks' blood will not be shed. Glory to God. And I just really believe, hallelujah, I just really believe that uh, we're going to do this. And uh, please work with my mic and while I'm ministering, try not to do it while I'm ministering. I can tell. Thank you very much. And so we look at the word of God here as we share the word of God. I want to make sure that we understand that there's several things that we need to see about the Holy Spirit on today. Not only does he come to empower the church and to seal us unto the day of redemption, but it is very, very important, very important that we focus on the fact that he empowers us to do great things in the world today and actually while the world is burning God wants the fire of his presence to burn in us because there are things he's trying to get to his people and so I'm talking about faith and healing and I'm talking about miracle signs and wonders I had a wonderful conversation with Holy Ghost this morning around three in the morning just shook me and said I want you to pray and as I was praying he heard, he spoke to me that there's a man by the name of Peter. Not only that, we have a man in our sanctuary who lost a child on last week. But I also heard a man by the name of Peter. And the Lord spoke to me to speak to Peter as I share with you that he wants to touch your grieving heart. As he's touching Richard Ben's heart and helping him to deal with this moment. God wants to do the same thing for you. But Peter, there's something that God wants you to do specifically and he's going to bless you as you make these moves i know it sounds unconditional because who would ask somebody to sow a seed while they're going through issues but i heard the lord speak to me specifically to speak to you peter your name is peter and he wants you to do something special for him And so as we deal with this uh, message here, glory to God, we read to you out of the scriptures, Mark chapter, uh, I'm sorry, that was uh, Mark chapter 16. And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working, verse 20, with them and confirming the word through accompanying signs. And so what we want to see as we preach the word, we want to see a manifestation of the word in our lives. I think I shared with you that there are three categories, uh, three distinct contexts or circumstances in which faith is exercised. Number one, we have what we call converting faith. Converting faith. That is the faith we exercise following the new birth. That is the faith God has given every man a measure of faith. Get last week's teaching, you'll be able to get that. Number two, we have what we call continuing faith. 
That is the faith we exercise daily as an expression of dependence upon God. And that's the kind of faith that you need to build on a regular basis. Build up your most holy faith. That's the faith that comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And then faith without works is dead. When you work this faith, you begin to grow. Then we have what we call the charisma faith. And this is the faith, the endowment, the supernatural endowment of faith that's mentioned in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And this is what I believe God on Pentecost Sunday wants to ignite on the inside of his people. And that is that we will believe him when we can't see him or see how he's going to work it out. Trust him, but also believe in the supernatural outpouring of the spirit of God. And we need this kind of faith that we're going to see miracles, signs and wonders follow them which believe. So Pentecost Sunday reveals an absence of the power that Holy Spirit brings innate with his presence. Pentecost Sunday 21st century 2020 reveals that we need power. We don't just want the Pentecost Sunday. We need the power that follows it. And I'm believing God that the power that's innate in his presence would also accompany our movements here in the 21st century. So what exactly is a miracle? What is a miracle? It's an in, uh, effect or an extraordinary event in the physical world. It is an effect or an extraordinary event in the physical world that surpasses all known human abilities or human power powers. In other words, there's an effect or an extraordinary event that occurs in our world, the human world, not the spiritual world. It starts in the spiritual world, but it manifests in our natural worlds, natural world, and it's beyond human ability, beyond natural powers, and is ascribed to a spiritual or supernatural cause. So a supernatural cause a supernatural uh, move of God occurs which manifests beyond natural powers or human ability. In our world, something extraordinary occurs. And God wants miracle signs and wonders to follow messages. He wants miracle signs and wonders to follow messages. As I preach, God wants to confirm his word in you. Well, what do you need right now? If you need comfort, that's a miracle. If you need comfort right now, it's a miracle for him to give it to you. And I speak that as I preach, comfort will come to your soul. If you need a bill paid, I believe God can work a miracle in your life. And I'm believing God to work it. I believe God can heal the brokenhearted and I believe he can heal your physical body. He can work a miracle in your life. A supernatural effect, an extraordinary event in the physical world, in the natural world that surpasses human ability, natural powers, and is ascribed to a supernatural cause. And so God only can work miracles. I love the song, for you are great, you do miracles so great, there is no one like you. One of my... Uh, uh, was born I had an opportunity to be in with Doris in the birthing room and uh, when the baby came out hallelujah the the doctor pulled her out with his uh, uh, via c-section he pulled her out by her ankle she was upside down 
And when they wiped her off, they gave her to me. And I started singing in the birthing room. For you are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one like you. All the nurses said, oh. <laughs> and that's what I want you to do when this miracle hits you. I want you to say, ah. Oh. When this miracle comes out, I want you to say, ah. Oh. Even if the miracle is upside down, I want you to say, ah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I know only you could do that. Only you can work it out. Only you can fix it. Only you can shape this up. Glory to God. I don't care how it comes. I don't care if it's, it looked like it's contorted. As long as the miracle shows up, we ought to be able to say, you are great and you do miracles so great. I don't know how God can work through sorrow to bring about change in your life. I don't know how God can build bridges over troubled waters. Why not just stop the troubled waters? Why do you have to build a bridge? I don't understand why he does that, but I do know he can build a bridge over troubled waters. He can change your circumstance. He can lift you up. He can bless you. He can make the devil stop. He can cause his blood to be spread, spread, spread glory to God. And the avenger has to stop right there where the blood is shed. And I just believe in God, regardless of what I see in the natural, I believe in a supernatural, extraordinary occurrence. That's beyond human abilities. He does miracles so great. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so thank God for that. I decree that an effect will occur in your world. An extraordinary event will occur in your world that's beyond your human ability. Hallelujah. It's going to occur in your physical world. Something is going to happen in your house. Something is going to happen on your job. Something is going to happen in your body. Hallelujah. Something's going to happen in this church, in this region. God is going to move in this state, in this city. God is going to work miracles. God's going to touch some backs that are hurting God's gonna touch some spines that need to be corrected God's gonna bless some people with a great family hallelujah God's gonna turn some things around you're gonna get what you need because he works miracles glory to God and so there's several things I want you to know about miracles before I proceed miracles can be super small a lot of people looking for the big and God wants you to think big, but there's some miracles that are very, very small and he's going to work those as well. Don't walk over the small miracles because it is the small miracles that get you through your day. Like a thousand things had to happen right for you to tune into this broadcast. There's a thousand things that had to happen right for you to be in the sanctuary today. And God is watching out for his people. Miracles can be super small. So learn how to praise him for the small ones. Like I woke up this morning and I'm clothed in my right mind. Hallelujah. I give him praise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm entering to the sanctuary. Even though I'm hurting in my soul. It's a miracle for me to be here. God, I don't understand what you're doing. I have no clue of what's happening. But right now, I'm going to praise you for the small things. I'm going to give you glory for what you're doing right now. I'm going to strengthen the things that remain. I'm going to bless your holy name now. Holy Ghost is working a miracle in you. I'm watching miracles occur right now. Number two, God is a creative genius. I say God is a creative genius. He can create something out of nothing. He doesn't need material to work it out. I need, if I'm going to bake a cake, this is a miracle if I bake a cake. But if I was going to bake a cake, it's a miracle if I bake a cake. But if I could bake a cake, I need ingredients to bake the cake. I need a little sugar. I need some flour. 
I need a little salt. Just a little bit. I need a teaspoon of salt. I need some butter. Some real butter, real. If I'm going to bake a cake, I need a stove. I need an oven. I need a pan. I need vegetable oil. What did you say, honey? If I'm going to make a carrot cake, I need some carrots. It's a miracle if I bake a cake, but if I bake the cake, I need some stuff. But God don't need all of that. He can speak and the flower show up. He can speak in the salt. Ah, good God. He can speak glory to God and things begin to materialize. I hope somebody's faith is growing right. God can speak and things start shifting. Even now, I'm asking him to buy his, oh, hallelujah, buy his word to create what you don't have and you need it right now. You need it created. You need God to shape it. You need God to form it. And I decree that he's doing it in Jesus' name. Because God is a creative genius. Every man that's born on the face of the earth has his own book. Glory to God. It's called DNA. He created you, even though we're all a part of the human race, he made you a little different. I got a mole in the center of my forehead. He knew it from my mother's womb. He put his finger right there while I was in my mother's womb and said, he will have a mole. I'm going to make him a little different. I was shaping in the sin and in my mother's womb, I was shaping in sin and then born in iniquity. Glory to God. But at the same time, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And my soul knows it well. Because God is a creative genius. Number three, please write it down. Love uncovers the miraculous. Love uncovers the miraculous. That's why we always show love. For the deep Pentecostal folk that just want to be deep and speak in tongues but mean in your soul. You need to know that love uncovers the miraculous. It is when we share love one with another. It's when we show love. When one is hurting, all of us are hurting. When one is in pain, all of us are in pain. Now, we don't stay in pain, but we make sure we identify with the pain of our brothers. Because love will uncover the miracle work and extraordinary power of God that's beyond human abilities. So let the love of God, because even miracles work through love. Faith worketh by love. Everything in the kingdom should be expressed through the love of God. I saw a young man trying to be like his grandfather one day and put on a cape like his grandfather put on. And there was a person manifesting a demonic spirit he felt was important for them to slap the person in the chest and to do something stupid like hitting the person while they're manifesting the demonic. And I say that's no love. I don't care how much power you got in your life. You don't hurt people to get the devil out. You just get the devil out without hurting them. That's why we need God's power and not your power. God will never tell you to kick nobody. That's not what you don't kick the devil out literally by putting your foot in a woman's chest. This is the kind of foolishness that 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 charismatic stuff needs to calm down with. We need leaders and apostles that are kind to people and love people. Even if they're manifesting something that's evil, we love the, the person and hate the devil. But you don't kick the person as you're getting the devil out. You never curse your children. 
Glory to God. You never become uh, intoxicated with your success to such a degree that when your son see your nakedness, you curse him. That's what happened with Noah and his curse lasted for a lifetime. Glory to God. We must we must control the tongue, especially when we're angry. Because love uncovers the miraculous. But hate will cover up the extraordinary power of God. Number four, miracles don't always look like a miracle. Miracles don't always look like a miracle. And that's why God has to unveil the miracle. Because many of us have many miracles. Please write that down. Many miracles. I can tell you about many miracles. Not just M-A-N-Y miracles. I'm talking about M-I-N-I miracles. Love uncovers the miraculous. But miracles don't always look like miracles. There are many miracles. Very small. If you don't watch now, it'll pass you by. Like while you were texting on your way to the house of God or on your way to work and looked up just in time. Well, just one, just one second later. What made you look up? Well, you were so involved with the text. It wasn't you, you know, something happened along the way. And God had you to look up. I remember coming down into Atlanta, Georgia when I was 21 years old and I got sleepy. And when I woke up, I was heading for a semi-truck. Just woke right up on the road and God just called. I pulled on the side and I sat there a little bit. My foot was just hitting the brakes. Because I know I came that close from entering into the next life. And it wasn't by my power. It wasn't by my might. It was by the Spirit of God. And I had to say thank you, Lord. A mini miracle. A mini miracle. Having more bill than I do resources, but somehow or another it all works out. Many miracles. And you need to think about many miracles. That virus you had last year, and it was very severe, but you didn't really have to go into the hospital. What was it? Was it COVID? We don't really know. We don't really know what happened last year because we didn't know nothing about COVID-19. But I just believe God worked miracles. I just got news that somebody was on a respirator. Somebody was in a coma for 30 days. And last week we pronounced that God was going to pull him off the coma. Some pull him out of the coma. I just got a message that the man woke up sitting on the side of his bed. His family got a word, believe God could work it out and begin to preach that word and confess that word. And God brought it to pass. I don't know why. Then on the next hand, somebody else wouldn't survive. I don't understand the power of God, but I'm here to preach the miracle. I'm here to stick with what God is saying. Glory to God. I want you to set your face like a flint. Uh, strengthen the things that remain. Don't let the devil tell you that God is not working. God is working many miracles even now. Please write it down. Prayer is powerful. Prayer is powerful. Prayer ignites the, the miracle working power of God. The Lord spoke to me and said, Clark, I want you to create an altar. 
And I want you to pray with, pray to me. And I don't want you to walk anymore. I don't want you to drive while you pray. I want you to kneel. I need you to get in the kneeling position. This is the secret place for you. He that dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide. God told me my secret place is in the prayer position. And that I've given you a gate. And I want you to use that gate. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I begin to use that gate and actually bow in the presence of God. He may be speaking to others the same message. Some of you need to stand under the beard. You need to stand under the beard. See, the anointing is like the, it's like the, it, it flows on Aaron's head and then on his beard and then on his, his garments, his skirt, and then on the lamb. How good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the ointment that comes upon the head of Aaron and then upon his beard. There are people who are out of alignment and you need to stand under the beard. Maybe he didn't speak to you specifically, but if you're under the beard, you hear what the spirit is saying unto the church that we need to get in the prayer position right now. There's some things that won't move in our region until we start praying to God. And I'm just not talking about some little glory, hallelujah, and some pray the Lord. I'm talking about getting in that position and really talking to God. Because when you start talking to him, he will start talking to you. And prayer is powerful. Come on, Pentecostals. Prayer is powerful. If you say you're Pentecostal, then where's our powers? We need power of the Holy Ghost working in us. And prayer releases the power. Watch this. Prayer releases the power full. If you're dealing with an issue in your life right now and it seems insurmountable, then you need to raise up the prayer power and God will work in you to fix the issue. You must begin to talk to him. you got to focus. I guarantee you when you first start, the first minute your mind will start drifting. Your mind will play tricks on you. But if you keep on praying, the one minute will turn to three minutes. Can you give him three minutes of focused prayer power? And when you do that, it'll turn to 15 if you keep going it will turn to 30 and then to an hour nobody's asking you to pray for an hour what we are asking can you start with one minute and move toward three if everybody at truth reveal and trim nation around the world gave God three minutes a day you would see power released in our church you would see some devils not able to come back into the house some dogs won't bite you some snakes won't come into your dwelling some things will never happen to you if we all will begin to talk to God because prayer brings power glory to God and I just want to encourage you in the name of the Lord let's pray together yes we have a prayer ministry an international prayer ministry but God wants individuals to pray as well you may not be on the prayer line but you got a prayer access point and you need to take it up with the Lord. As your pastor, and even if you're watching right now, I'm the internet pastor. I'm asking those who are connected to make a commitment to pray. Start with pray. I pray Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And he makes me to lie down in green pastures. And he leads me beside the still waters. And he restores my soul. 
He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou prepares a table before me in the midst of my conflicts. In the midst of my enemy, in the midst of my confusion, in the midst of my pain, in the midst of my, you prepare a table before me. I don't know why peace is invading me. I don't know. I should be frantic. But for some reason, a miracle, a mini miracle is taking place in my life. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me. Come on, Pentecostals. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's a miracle for you to be dwelling in the house of the Lord with as much hell that you've gone through and uncertainty. You're still in God's house. Miracles are happening every day. Number six, God uses people as miracles. Sometimes miracles don't just show up in the supernatural. It shows up as a person they just showed up at the right time when you're at your wicks end maybe they have the same scars <laughs> maybe they've gone through the same thing but God knows what we need and he knows how to meet the need in the lives of his hurting people because God uses people as miracles and I just want to speak to the hearts of those of you that have blocked your heart off from people. You've shut people out because of pain in the past. I want to release you from the pain in the past. God may be trying to get something fresh, vibrant, and dynamic to you today. But because of what happened in the past, you have put up a wall that won't allow anybody to come in. And I know it hurt, but the scripture is teaching us today that a miracle may come through a woman. And Isaac took Rebecca into his mother's tent and there he loved her and she became his wife and he was comforted from his mother's death. The miracle that Isaac needed came through a woman. Good God from Zion. I could pray for Isaac all day, but he was grieving over the loss of his mother and it was Rebecca, glory to God, and her scent and her tenderness that comforted him from his mother's death. You can have church all day, but there's some things you can't get until a person shows up. And I just release in the name of Jesus that this miracle, this next miracle, this is not for everybody, but somebody needs a miracle to show up in bodily form. And I'm here to tell you, God is forming her even right now. Man, I'm preaching better than you saying amen. God is forming him right now. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, hallelujah. What do you want? Tall, short, medium? What do you want? You ought to be saying, God, whatever you bless me with, as long as he got a kind heart and he loves you. I'll make it work. Even if he's shorter, I'll make it work. Even if she's taller than me, I'll make it work. I'm so tired of being alone. God is going to send you a miracle. Come on, Al Green. I'm so tired. Be alone. 
Well, if you're tired of being alone, God can fix it for you. Somebody ought to say amen. You need him to fix it the right way. All this stuff, you fixing it, you going to make it work. You don't need that. You need God to fix I'm preaching to somebody. You need God to shape this one. You need God to send this one. Because miracles show up as people. Number seven, miracles are completely surprising. Miracles are completely surprising, which means it'll just show up on your door. It'll show up in the mall. It'll show up when you're not expecting it. That's why you got to have a heart that expects miracles. Because it'll come, it'll completely surprise you. Just hitting you from the blind side. Thank you, Jesus. And I decree and declare that someone this week is going to be completely surprised with the miracle. Anybody want to be surprised by a miracle right now? You want something to happen out of the ordinary? Well, God is going to do it. I don't know what it is, but I know it's coming. I know it's coming. I know a miracle is coming. I know it's going to surprise you completely. I know you're going to be shocked when it happens. And when it happens, you need to throw your hand up and say, Bishop sent that word. I received it, and now I'm experiencing it. Glory to God. I'm trying to build your continuing faith. You had the converting faith. That's all you needed to get saved. But you need to build up your continuing faith. And it will help you to step into charisma faith. Number eight. Something you got to think. Sometimes you got to think like kids to get the miracle. You got to think like a child. Stop being grown up. Stop being all grown up. You got to be like a little child. Jesus even said, except you come as a little child. That childlike wonder. Our grandson is with us this weekend, and he just got that childlike wonder. Woo, the pool. Woo, 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 woo. I'm just looking at him. I'm just looking at him. Walking through the house, bouncing through the house, playing his little game. He hadn't bought any food. He don't care about who bought it. All he said, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. He was up this morning. I think he was asking mama for something to eat. I was like, son, I'm in the bathroom, son. <laughs> he don't care about what I'm doing. He said, I'm hungry and somebody's going to get me something to eat. And he know mama is the one that cooks. She does the miracles in the kitchen. It would be a miracle for me. So God knows exactly what he needs and he has no problems with asking for what he wants. And he's expecting it. He already sit up there on the, sit up on the counter ready for it. He didn't buy it. He don't know how it showed up, but he's ready for it. And that's how you need to sit up there. Make sure you got your place sitting. I don't know how it's coming, but I believe God is sending a miracle my way. And I already got my knife. I got my fork and I'm ready to eat. Except you come as a little child. He never paid a light bill, but he want to turn on the lights. And you don't have to pay for this light bill. God says, I'm energizing you. Just flick it on. Hallelujah. Let your faith rise. Can somebody say amen? Ooh. 
This is going to help you. This is to somebody. Here's number nine. Miracles usually come when you're at your lowest point. That means if you're going through something, you be, should be the first one to lift up your eyes. Something is coming my way. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And for the low folk right now, for those that are sub-zero, for those that are plummeted, for those who've descended into the valley of Baca, hallelujah for those you're on your way to the next mountaintop but right now you in the valley of baka i decree and declare that strength is coming faith is coming glory is coming to you because miracles miracles often happen when you're at your lowest point glory to god and i see a low part a low point right now in the nation and that's why God is going to let water start coming from the throne. It's not coming from the government. It's not coming from the police station. It's going to come from the church. Hallelujah. The church is going to start watering the community. The church is going to start bringing some civility back. The church, God is going to use miracle working powers of God. Hallelujah. Flowing through us to bring some civility back. To bring order back to our community. To speak truth to power. Hallelujah. And to release calm back in our society. I believe we're in a time of Ezekiel. Well, Ezekiel was caught up in the spirit. Ezekiel 47. And when he got into the sanctuary, he saw water coming from under the throne. Hallelujah. And this water began to rise. Glory to God. And I decree and declare that water is coming from the house of God to water our community. It's going to stomp out all of this fire and flame. And it's going to release the ignite and ignite the power and the flow of the Holy Spirit in our lives. First it became ankle deep and he carried me out. When I crossed over again, it was knee deep and he carried me through the waters. When I came through it again, it became neck deep and he carried me through the waters. I couldn't pass. I had to swim through. it. And I believe that the waters are rising and when the waters rise, everything floats. That which is grounded will begin to float. And you got some stuff stuck. You're trying to pull it. But you need water. You need the Holy Ghost to begin to flow in your life. When he does a miracle. Will lift up that which you're trying to pull. Hallelujah. It will lift it up. And it will become buoyant in the presence of God. Then it began to water. Even down a path. Even to the Dead Sea. And it gave life to the dead. And along the way. Trees began to pop up on the other side of this river. And I just decree and declare that miracles will occur in your lowest point. That the spirit of God is flowing to you now. I'm decreeing and declaring it to you. Your miracle is on its way. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. He's on his way. The Red Cross is on his way. Everything you need. It's on its way. You may have gotten bad news last week, but this week, a miracle is on its way. You may have been hurt in your soul last week, but this week, God says, I'm about to bust a move in your life. You may have been hurt so bad last week, but this week, comfort is coming. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him he endured the cross and despised the shame 
And because of that, he's going to bring you through the troubled waters. And he carried me out in the midst of the waters. And I crossed through, glory to God. And it was ankle deep, knee deep, and then neck deep. Waist deep and then neck deep, glory to God. And God is carrying you through the troubled waters. Number 10, miracles. It's all about your perspective. This is why people don't recognize miracles. It's because they got the wrong perspective. That's why I have to celebrate Richard Ben. You're doing the right thing right now being in the house of the Lord. Because even during troubled time, God has a way of shifting our perspective. And with the journey that you have right now and what you need to do, I stand with you 100%. This church stands with you 100%. Let's work together to get through these troubled times. But your perspective as the leader, as the patriarch of your clan, you need to have the right frame of mind. And God is doing that for you now. Thank you, Jesus. Now, we're looking at real-time issues here. We're not talking about something strange way out there somewhere. We're talking about a man that lost his baby, 17 years old. No pre-existing conditions. And I don't know how anybody can say, anybody can say, well, I'm going through and I, I don't know what. The, he's in the house of God. It's a miracle. And that's why I know when I saw Richard that he's confirming this word. Because it's difficult for me to say the things that I'm saying while in his presence. But I know God is leading me this way. And for some others, others of us that are here that are maybe a little selfish right now, we need to open up our hearts and begin to worship God. We need to worship God because he has a witness up in here, glory to God, that through his pain, look at the miracle. Through his trial, look at the miracle. Through his issues and his, his stuff that he's going through. He's still giving God the glory, changing his perspective. He's right in the midst of us. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So I pray now that the gift of faith, faith would rest upon you. The gift of faith. I want to take your attention to Acts chapter 9, verse 36. Lord, give me strength. <laughs> give me strength. We're talking about Dorcas restored to life. Oh, hallelujah. Acts chapter 9, verse 36. At Joppa, there was a certain disciple named Tabitha. Which is translated Dorcas. This woman was full of good works. And charitable deeds. Which she did. But it happened in those days. That she became sick. And died. When they had washed her. They laid her in an upper room. And since. Lida was near Joppa and the disciples had heard that Peter was there. They sent two men 
to him, imploring him not to delay in coming to them. And then Peter arose and went with them. When he had come, they brought him to the upper room. And all the widows stood by him, weeping, showing the tunics and the garments with Dorcas, which Dorcas had made while she was with him or with them. But Peter put them all out and knelt down and prayed. And then turning to the body, he said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes. And when she saw Peter, she sat up. Good God from Zion. There he gave her his hand and lifted her up. And when he had called the saints and widows, he presented her alive. And it became known throughout all of Joppa. And many believed on the Lord. So it was that he stayed many days in Joppa with Simon, a tanner. Now, I want you to just pull out, want to pull out just a few things and not preach this, but I need to wrap this up for you. Here, a woman dies. Talking about miracles. I believe God has the power and you will see it demonstrated that even the dead will rise. Some people don't believe it because you're not reading the scriptures. That's why I'm teaching you that when he starts working it, when the doctors have pronounced a person dead, and when we pray for them, they come back. I want you to be able to say, I saw it in the word. And I believe God can do it today. I want to be very sensitive with this. But I believe I need to release this word that God is able to raise the dead. It happened in those days that she became sick. She was full of good works. But listen to me, even good people experienced tragedy and when they had washed her body they laid her in the upper room right place they laid her in the upper room many of us want to take our debt issues to the first floor to the dungeons but they laid her with an optimistic point of view talking about the right perspectives even in death you should always go up Even in death, we should enter into the upper room, not into the dungeon, not into the lower spot, but climb the, the staircase with that dead and make sure we lay it in the upper room. They heard that Peter was near and that the power of God was working through the man. So they sent two men to Peter. The scripture says, then Peter rose. That means he was comforted. He was laying in his own house or in a comfortable spot. But when he heard about this, he arose and he went with them. And they brought him to the upper room. This is very, very clear. Peter's familiar with the upper room. It was in the upper room that he received the Holy Ghost. 
So he moves from the upper room of receiving the Holy Spirit to the upper room now facing the dead corpse. For them, they're grieving, but for Peter, he sees a semblance. The God that showed up in filling me is the God that can show up to raise this dead person. And it is perspective that God is after. Glory to God. For those of you that have some dead issues, it looked like it's not going to work. Where is it? Do you have it in the dungeon? Have you given up? Have you given the last right? Or did you lift it up to the upper room? Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Always give God a chance. Whew. They didn't know they're full of grief, but they did take, they took her body to the upper room. Look at this. The Bible said Peter went into the upper room and all the widows stood by him. Weeping, showing their tunics and the garments which Dorcas had made while she was with them. Scripture is clear. The spirit had departed, but they had all of the things she's made. And I want you to get this perspective. Some people cannot receive the miracle working power of God because they're still holding on to that which has ended. To that thing that was crafted and made in the previous season. And because they're holding on to it, they can't, tra they're in the right proximity, but they can't transfer faith to the moment. Because in the previous dimension, we have happiness, but we have also grief. And while they're holding on to it, grieving like that, the perspective can't change to what God wants to do. Are you all listening to me? Lord, give me strength. I want to be sensitive. Oh, hallelujah. God, help me. Thank you, Jesus. But Peter had enough insight. But Peter, the scripture says, in verse 40, but Peter put them all out. They were grieving, but he said, I need you to put aside the grief right now. And all I need in this room is Holy Ghost. I need optimism in this room. I need faith in this room. And if you're grieving, you don't have the faith you need. This is very severe because he put them out and shut the door. And he knelt down and prayed. Then he turned to the body. And this is what I'm glad about. Peter did not pray at the body. He knelt down in the upper room and began to lift up his head to God. And after he talked to God, he turned to the body and he said, Tabitha, arise. Glory to God. And I want you to understand, you understand, we never pray to the dead. We pray to the God that's above the dead. The God that has life in his hands. The God that can open things up. The God that can cure the disease. The God that can turn things around. The God that's above all, working through all, and is in all of you. And when Peter prayed to God, he then turns with his eyes aflame with faith and said, Tabitha, arise. 
And she opened her eyes. And when she saw Peter, she got her mind back. Her mind began to work. She then sat up, glory to God. And I'm decreeing and declaring that some dead issues are going to sit, open its eyes, sit up, and then stand up. Glory to God. I don't know who I'm talking to or preaching to today. But he gave me this word and he told me to preach it today. And I got to release it. Don't take that dead issue to the dungeons. Put it in the upper room. And when you do, you got to also put aside the things that remind you of the dead if you're expecting God to shift things in your life. When you do, God is going to work a miracle in your life. Peter then walks down the staircase with the living girl and presented her alive to all of them. And today God is about to present some dead issues alive to you. Have faith in God. On Pentecostal Sunday, I decree and declare that this Pentecostal Sunday would not be the same as those in the past. Today God is releasing his power to match his presence. And I decree it in Jesus name. Bow your heads. Father, I give you glory, praise, and honor. For the working of the spirit, the working of miracles. I thank you for causing Tabitha to rise. I thank you that those on respirators will come off. I thank you, God, that hope is alive in your people. For some, Father, it's a dead employment or a dead relationship. Help us to take it to the upper room. And Father, I give you praise for an eye full of faith as Peter's eyes were. His perspective is in the upper room that you sent your spirit. And it is in the upper room that you will raise the dead and heal the broken. So we climb the staircase of grief, but we leave our tunics and garments from the previous dimension at the floor, the base. And all we bring to the upper room is our expectancy and our faith. And I thank you for releasing your power. There's someone under the sound of my voice that needs your presence, Lord. And I just decree and release you to do so. I give you praise for our relationship, Holy Spirit. Thank you for loving on me. Thank you for taking care of me. Now take care of those assigned to my voice. Comfort the comfortless. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Open the prisons. Calm the anger. Stop the fires and the burning. 
Let EDU rise in the hearts of your people. Education. Let us not forget our history, but let it catapult us into new heights of dignity. Don't allow America to burn down. This is my prayer on Pentecost Sunday. Cause the church to rise up in luminosity and brightness. Let the waters flow from the base of the throne. Jesus, you brought us here. Now take us there. In Jesus' name, amen. My friends, if you are unsaved and you would love to know who Jesus is, I want to give you an opportunity to come to Christ. It's just a simple prayer. It has been a real joy to share the word of God with you. A special thank you to those who care for this ministry. No amount of financial support is too small. It is because of you this ministry is possible. To support us, go to our website at truthrevealed.org. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and share with friends. Be sure to tag us when you share at Trim Nation One. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, I'll see you at the Word of Truth Revealed.